Hello, I am here with my cousin Nick, and this is Dadly Duties. We're going to talk about dad with the dad father. Um, so I'm really excited to have you on. This is like a dream come true. This is the the you want. I wanted you to be the first guest on um, because it's really important to me, and uh, I'm excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> glad to glad to help you out and. Yeah, I'm glad you drove down. I cannot, just so everybody knows, Nick drove down from where he lives, which is how many hours away? Uh, depending on which way you go, I think it took me like three and a half hours to get here. Three and a half hours. So um, there's my Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> um, like John said, he, he paid for my Christmas present in um, gas. gas money. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically uh, I want to talk about just our experience together and how this all kind of developed because you were there at the inception of this and you kind of really incepted it. Um, and we can talk about kind of your experience, my experience and go from there. But I wanted to start off with something I've said in the last couple episodes, which is um, for me and what this podcast is about is it's really the, the difference between titles of father and dad mm -hmm. and how the title father can be can be a choice but it also can be something that's just kind of put on you and happens to you and whereas the title dad is something that you choose and you choose to take that responsibility and put those qualities onto yourself um and i think that's really cool and admirable yeah i i agree with that i think i think you when in those first few episodes the last few episodes mm -hmm. you i i was just kind of um, astonished at how well you put it. It was very, very much, you know, like you said, we're, we're similar in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like, you were speaking words that I hadn't quite articulated yet. So I, I think it was the way you put it was really, really done well. Yeah. I think, I think, and that was the first time I had, well, I guess second time I had the day before said it to John that way. And that mm -hmm. was the first time. And it really just was kind of prophetic it just came out like I didn't mm. think about it I just started saying it and then it happened and John was like that's the best way you've described that ever um and I'm glad that you feel the same way yeah um so um to get started how did this and it obviously has progressed into something more serious but how did it start for you because it definitely I know that it started before me and you, it, it was a thing that you had. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? So for me, it was, it was, uh, it was done with, with a group of friends. Um, and it was like you had said, it was kind of a goofy thing, uh, similar to how we started it off. And, um, you know, it was, it was more every once in a while. It wasn't as often as, as it was when I came around Santa Barbara and, you yeah. know, we were, you know, dadding everything. <laughs> yeah. Know? Um, uh, and it wasn't just one group of friends, coincidentally. It was a group of friends that, because uh, what the listeners might not know that yeah. you already know is I've been back and forth between the Central Valley of California and Ventura, Santa Barbara counties, you know, for pretty much my young adult, in my entire young adult life. Mm. Um, and so I had a group of friends up in uh, Central California and a group of friends down here in the Ventura County area. 
yeah. um, that were both using it in similar but different ways. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it, you know, it was one of those things where it was, it was like a term of endearment. Um, you know, somebody bought you, paid for your, your food when you were at the, at the fast food restaurant, you know, you get those yeah. dirty gains at Taco Bell or <laughs> somebody buys your food and you, you just say, Oh, you're my dad. Or, Thanks. yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, and, uh, I remember one year my, my buddy Logan actually got me a card for my birthday mm-hmm. and it said, happy birthday, dad. And I just <laughs> lost my absolute mind. Oh, um, Logan's great. Yeah. It was, it was, it was hilarious. I think I still have that card saved somewhere just because it was, it was just so funny to me at the time. That's gotta be like a a relic, uh, a moment (laughs) in history. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it has progressed similarly with, with me. Um, not, not as much as it has with you. I've noticed, um, that once, once we brought it around Santa Barbara, Mm -hmm. it kind of, evolved into something so much more yeah um but it did it did start as you know kind of like a a term of endearment yeah um you know kind of how you were saying with you know you see a celebrity that Mm -hmm. you admire someone that you admire you say oh that's my dad yeah you know it was um and i think i think part of it too was i know that with some movies um you know like elf yeah when he's when Will Ferrell is in the bed and he asks his father to tuck him in and he's like, dad, yeah. you know, that's definitely kind of come into that. And, oh, definitely. Uh, you know, there's an episode of friends where, uh, Monica has, mm-hmm. she's, she's dating. A, is it Tom Selleck? I think is I, yeah, yeah, I think Tom so. Selleck. And, uh, they, they say, you know, our dads aren't as cool and, and they kind of backtrack because it's offensive because he's older. And, yeah. And they're like, no, you're just not, familiar with our young people vernacular you know yeah <laughs> you're joey's my dad yeah. monica's my dad <laughs> and you know it kind of it's kind of evolved from that as well yeah. um i think mo- more so i didn't with find my out friends. about that episode until after we had already done that so it's funny that like you already had that history and to me it was like this brand new thing it was really it's funny yeah yeah so it was uh and you know we had we had some friends too that tried to try to take it the other way and say like oh you're my mom and it just uh, never really never really stuck yeah you know and and that's nothing against you know moms, moms or mothers <laughs> like i god bless them all you oh know, yeah they're we wouldn't be where we are without great mothers and yeah. great moms well i mean I, I talk about that like definitely and even my mom takes it on like for me my mom was my dad she taught me a lot of yeah. the dad stuff how to shave how to do all that stuff apply deodorant <laughs> but like she, she it did, only worked half the time yeah <laughs> oh man but um no for sure like moms have their huge important role and especially for me i realized in a son's life you mm-hmm. know that that father son that mother son relationship is very different and has a different dynamic and mm-hmm. it's a good thing and my mom kind of i think i think did a good job of balancing that yeah and your your mom had a you know and and probably all single mothers mm-hmm. have a very different dynamic than you know uh because they have to take on that extra role of being yeah. dad and and you know as much as we like to mess with your mom and give yeah. her a hard time like i i really admire um you know the work that she put into raising you and i i know that you know 
all of her frustration with you is out of love. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, no, and yeah. it's 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 so evident because she's just she cares for you so much because you're you were her world, you yeah. know, and uh, she was she was doing everything she could to protect you and make sure that you were totally. And uh, you know that is that is the role of dad. Yeah, you know to totally. to be that protector yeah. and to be that you know instill that. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess to to share that try and share that wisdom and to yeah. you know pass well, pass that on the torch kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely like a like a a role of like yeah passing on the torch, kind of passing on wisdom, knowledge, and all that. But it, and same as like that protector role. But I feel like it was definitely it was interesting because my mom was very purposeful. It seemed to me at least that she kind of balanced that nurture role of like, let me take care of you when you're sick. Let me do those things that like moms really do really, really well. And then she also balanced that with, okay, like I'm going to like teach you how to cook this day, or I'm going to, we're going to do a project today. We're going to work on the house and Mm -hmm. do this project or whatever it was. And I think you're, you're right that it, that's why I think she played a huge role in shaping that anybody could be a dad. Right. Yeah. I think that was really cool. And I mean, obviously for me, uh, like even you as a high school student, when I was, I don't even know how old I was. I was in elementary school, obviously, but like setting the example and like, maybe you weren't even trying to, but like, me wanting to learn guitar, me wanting to do musical theater, me wanting to kind of look up to you and have some type of older male role model, Mm -hmm. which like, I, I had those figures, like my uncle Chris, my uncle Robert, and like, my dad did some things right, like, definitely. But I had a lot of males in my life that I had to kind of look towards to kind of pick and choose those things that mm-hmm. I liked and admired. And like, you know, when kids do that thing where they're like, well, my dad could beat up your dad because yeah, he's yeah, tall. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you were always the like, well, my, my cousin Nick is, is <laughs> bigger than you. <laughs> like it, it was funny. Always, Cause I was this lanky yeah. string bean. <laughs> But like the way you you see, there's those goggles that you kind of have when you're an elementary school kid that like dad goggles. Yeah, (laughs) dad goggles. Yeah, exactly. Um, And you definitely filled that role Um, for me, at least. Um, Another question I wanted to ask you is how um, have I affected your definition of dad? Because I know it obviously evolved when we were hanging out together, but even to now, like it's, it's continued to move on and, mm-hmm. and progress. So like, how's that, how's that changed? Um, I think, I think when it comes down to like thinking about like how I've analyzed things in a psychological way mm-hmm. is, you know, the way that you've impacted me, I don't, I don't think you, I don't think I, I don't even know if I've ever expressly like, um, explicitly expressed to you like the impact that you've actually had mm-hmm. and 
um, you know, kind of how you were saying that you looked up to me and, you know, you weren't sure if it was even, you know, intentional or, or mm-hmm. whatever, but there is that some, a little bit of, you know, at some point your mom had explained how, you know, much you had looked up to me and there was, there was a little bit of like, okay, I need to step up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to, there's like step up and taking that responsibility. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's another thing I think is, is dad, yeah. you know, is, is okay. Now I have to take responsibility. It's the intent. And yes. And, um, you know, maybe as much as, as I thought, you know, a teenager should, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to be too responsible, Yeah, of course. but, yeah, yeah. but, you know, a little bit to, uh, to make sure that I didn't lead you in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, you know, um, I, I know I've told you in passing before, but mm-hmm. I also looked up to you mm-hmm. a lot. And I think we kind of, that dynamic was, you know, we, we helped each other evolve. We helped each other grow. Totally. Um, and I've always, I've always told people that, you know, you know, when you were, when I ex- explain who you are to them, mm-hmm. I basically say like, you're, you're, you're my little brother. Yeah. You're not, we're, we're, that dynamic is more of like a, a yeah. sibling dynamic than it is a cousin dynamic. Definitely. Um, and I've definitely leaned on you and kind of learned, learned uh, a lot from you. And I think the only reason that I've been able to be, um, the person that I am is because of the impact that you've had on me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think, I think with that in mind, that's kind of had an impact on the way that I view, you know, dad and why it's become more of an endearing term mm-hmm. than it initially was, you know, yeah. it wasn't, and kind of how you were saying, um, I don't remember which episode it was, but mm-hmm. you were saying, you know, you don't, we don't really throw it around as much as we used to. Yeah. And it's, it's become more of a, you know, reserved thing that we only say it to those that we, we feel it. deserve it. You yeah. know? <laughs> well, it's, it's, and it kind of comes down to like, it's, it is dadly duties. Like you, you have those things that you know you have to do with intent mm-hmm. to make sure that you're all right. So like, uh, it started off for me, um, just choosing to be the designated driver always for mm-hmm. like all of my friends whenever we went out to a party whenever we went to go drink like I was always going to be sober I was like you can always trust that I'm not going to drink and I didn't drink for like two years because like I just didn't I had fun either way because I'm crazy <laughs> <laughs> and I liked driving and I liked making sure that my friends were safe like that was mm-hmm. huge and that was like before I knew it, that was my dadly duty. That's what I was doing for them. And I was with intent making sure that for those two years, like I didn't drink at all. I didn't have right. a sip because I was like, I want you to know that like I, on purpose, I'm going to not drink to always make sure that you guys are safe. Which is, which is interesting because the way that society tends to paint the picture of dad is dad has a beer in his hand at all yeah. times, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that is more more dadly duty yeah. to, to be that responsible party to, and it goes back to being that protector and yeah. being that person that safeguards those that they care about. Mm-hmm. And, 
Yeah, I think the and that that was probably I think I might have even all capsed it on that episode's notes is I put protector because that's like huge to me. I think that as a as a as a dad and a father, like that's something that you're always thinking about. And I think for sure my dad that is one thing that was on his mind and it's kind of instinctual like when you have a kid is you want to keep them safe. Right. Always. And like maybe sometimes dads don't know how to communicate that super well or um, say it right. But like look both ways before you cross the street. Like all those things are to make sure that you're safe. And actually coming back to a point you were making earlier is that like my mom always – no matter how hard she was on me, no matter how much we we argued or whatever, it was always because she wanted me to be a better person. Mm-hmm. It was never with the intent of like, this is tit for tat or I like we're arguing in this or that. Like it was right. always, I want you to be the best you you can be. So let me, let me guide you. Let me like, let's rein it in and let me show you how it's done. And that's, yeah. that's that kind of wisdom that you were talking about. Right. I think that's really cool. Um, the next thing, a little, to kind of lighten this up, I want to talk about the dad tattoo a little Mm. bit because my last episode was about the dad tattoo and I kind of touched on how like you, me, John all separately got this tattoo. I got it first and immediately FaceTimed you from the, we were literally outside of the tattoo shop. It was probably nine o'clock at night. couldn't believe that you answered you had a friend's house and um basically i i was like i just got this tattoo i got the dad (laughs) and you were like no way like oh whatever um but i had already joked with john about getting it as a matching tattoo and john's like i'm not getting that tattooed on my head yeah especially as my first tattoo that's not gonna happen (laughs) and i knew like telling you you'd be stoked because you have a lot of tattoos and obviously you like getting tattoos and I kind of want to get your opinion on like, I talked about my opinion with with tattoos. Like, how do you see tattoos? Like what, what are they for you? Um, for me personally or Mm -hmm. just in general? No, yeah. For you, for me personally, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a way to just express yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've done that in different ways. I've have, I have some, serious tattoos uh you know um and i have some art that's just art yeah i have some that are goofy like a stick man on my foot yep that (laughs) is giving the finger (laughs) and you know that one didn't stick very long because (laughs) it got stuck to my sock and when i pulled my sock off i pulled the tattoo with it yeah so it's kind of this this faded it looks like it was you know something that i drew on and you know, <laughs> halfway washed off in the shower, didn't scrub my foot or something. To be honest, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, I have a half, you know, uh, I have some silly tattoos. I have, uh, you know, a uh, explicit term written on my <laughs> my butt cheek. Uh, that was a drunk tattoo, but I don't I don't consider it a mistake. Yeah. You know, I, you know. I think I think the way that I look at life is 
you you only make a mistake if you accept regret and I choose not to accept regret. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, when my time comes and people go back to remember me, I want to I want them to be able to look back and laugh and say, Remember when this idiot got <laughs> that tattoo on his butt because he was drunk off of but he kept living life swedish mead and yeah so it was i i think for me personally Mm -hmm. there's there's just a variety of of meaning behind tattoos but overall the arching overarching theme is is just to express it's a to express myself and to let people know who i am through totally you know and i think i think that it's a very accurate description too because when people take a look at my tattoos and it they can kind of get an idea yeah of of my personality yeah yeah no i agree and i i talk about it a little bit i'll I'll touch on it again i really don't think regretting a tattoo should be something you should even consider because even if it doesn't mean something to you now it did when you got it you got it for a reason if you got it for a reason it's part of your story Mm -hmm. it tells Hey, I went through this and I got this for a reason and here's why and here's how I've grown from it. Right. So even if like I got vegan tattooed on my forehead, which I never would do <laughs> ever. <laughs> but like I wouldn't regret it because if I got it for a reason, right. then and even if I wasn't vegan after that, like I, I, I've moved on and now I can say like this is why I got it and this is how I've grown since then. Yeah. You know? Um and it's funny because you, you kind of phrased it really similarly to how my choreographer in high school for uh, theater did. She said, there's no mistakes in, um, she said art, but she was talking about our dance and stuff. And she's like, there's no mistakes in art. There's only, there's only solos. So like, basically mm. you can, you can mess up in that dance, but now everybody's eyes are on you. So what are you going to do with that time? Mm. Now that you have that solo, like, are you going right. to use it and then kill it and knock it out of the park? And now everybody's like, whoa, I couldn't take my eyes off of you right. from that, from that moment on the whole show I was watching you. And it's kind of like that where are you going to use that moment to learn and teach others and kind of take on that, that passing on wisdom? Right. Like, yeah, I got a tattoo on my ass, but I, I've learned from it and it wasn't, yeah. I wouldn't even say it was a mistake at this point. Well, yeah. and and part of it too, you know, thinking about the way that you that you said that they they had put it with, you know, all the eyes are on you. What are you going to do with that? And I, I think that kind of comes back to some of the some of the ideals that my my dad had instilled in me is mm-hmm. is you know, a lot of times people will will try to make you regret things and they'll try to make you into the fool. But if you take on that role and you just don't care what they what other people think of you mm-hmm. and you just you go with it and you express yourself, then really what power do they have over you? You know, yeah. and I, I've got some friends that, um, you know, they'll try to they'll try like night and day, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to um, to make me feel stupid or make me feel foolish. Silly. And, you know, sometimes I, I fall victim, but. Most of the time, it's it's just you know you gotta roll with the punches and just you know say yeah I am the fool like you know yeah what so what you know we're yeah. all human beings I mean you know we all how else do you learn and I think this is really important and something that like 
a father should really instill is failure is part of the process. Right. Failure isn't the end. Right. Like you need to, you need to move on from that. You need to use that failure to learn. How else can you learn other than learning from yours and others' mistakes? Right. Like you can't. Well, and, and I mean, back when I was living in this area and we were hanging out a lot, uh, you know, one thing that we had, we kept bringing up Mm -hmm. as a theme was you only fail if you give up. Yeah. And so, you know, you fall. So, um, my mom, my, my stepmom, um, she used to ride horses Mm -hmm. and she had been bucked off quite a few times. She got bucked off once and had a concussion. Mm -hmm. Uh, she got right back up on her horse and kept riding and they didn't even know she had a concussion because she got back up on the horse and kept riding. But that's one of those things is like, she got, she got bucked off so hard that she, she could have just given up, but she didn't, you know, she kept going forward and, you know, she made that progress after that, despite having a concussion, she probably shouldn't have risked getting bucked off again. (laughs) But, you know, it was, you know, it's, I think that's, that's something that's admirable, you know, because it's just like you, you dust yourself off. And that's, that's another thing too, you know, beyond, you know, not only does the dad protect and safeguard you from unnecessary harm, yeah, but they also teach you to get back up and keep trying. Well, they tell you, they teach you the difference too, because it's funny that you actually brought that up because a really similar thing happened. Me and John were going disc golfing at the course um, here in Santa Barbara and there's a, there's a little area that has like a little dirt biking area, right? And a little mountain biking, like a couple jumps, a berm, whatever. And this kid came through and he was on his bike and I was like, oh dude, this kid's having the time of his life. He's hitting the berm, he's hitting the jumps, whatever. And his dad comes down with the dog and he's standing in one spot, kind of just watching the kid do a couple rounds. And the kid goes over a jump and totally eats it, Mm -hmm. crashes. And immediately the dad was like, oh, you almost had it. Like, that was great. Like, mm-hmm. you were so close. Here's what you need to fix. Like, right. that. And he didn't focus on the failure. Right. Because the kid was, like, still on the ground, like, under his bike. Oh, man. Just, like, like he wasn't hurt, but he was just like, oh, man, that didn't feel great. <laughs> and, like, the dad was just like, let's push through. Let's, like, get yeah. you back up and let's try again. Let's, let's awesome. hit that jump. Yeah. And it's funny. And immediately in that moment... I looked to John and I was like, that was some good parenting mm-hmm. right there because it's kind of like that, those videos you see of like little babies and they like walk into a wall and bump their forehead and they look at you for the reaction. Like, yeah. are you going to freak out and should I? Okay, sorry about that. I got a phone call um, <laughs> and it, I didn't know how to handle it. So I had to take a second. I thought I was screwed, but I called John. Uh, and he has experience with this because he does team talks. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Doing his dadly duties. Um, we were talking about your the, the, the good parenting of that dad with the, the mountain bike and how um, I just thought that was great parenting where like it's like that little kid that yeah. bumps his head on the wall and looks to the parent to see like should I be crying or should we laugh it off and keep going yeah and that's why like me and John talk about like right. you always gotta clap clap for the baby that yeah. like falls it's like oh good job you yeah got back up, and then yeah. they then they they're like yay everybody's yeah. stoked for me instead of yeah. like 
I'm hurt. And I like, yeah. Well, I think one, one of the important things to remember too, is like when, when kids are developing, they're taking in information 24 seven. Yeah. All around them. So that, how they learn when, when they're a child is how they're going to react when they're an adult for, yeah. the, mo- for the most part, you know, um, or it's going to at least shape and the, right. Yeah. Correct. And, uh, I think, I think that doing things that way is more beneficial and it teaches them to become more constructive and resilient. Exactly. Yeah. No, I definitely think that was a, a good, um, teaching moment for me or learning moment, I guess, really. Um, and that's part of kind of this whole dad thing is like, I'm always looking to dads, Mm -hmm. like trying to learn, um, like, Oh, I like that. Oh, that's not how I would do things like always learning. And I think that's part of this whole thing is now I'm way more cognizant of what's happening around me and how I will hopefully handle things as a father, you know, and as a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next question, um, how has the idea of dad affected your view of being a father slash dad um, down the line, like ha- having kids? That's a good one. Um, I don't think I've put too too much thought into it until you asked me that, to be honest. Um, I think... I know that's a big question. Yeah, I think, I think there's definitely... I think the way I'm going to answer that, since I haven't put too much thought into it, is... Um, it's more the more the people that I've shared the idea of dad with that have shaped how I want to be a father. Yeah, and one of them is actually your mom. Um, when I was down in L.A. area, Skid Row, yeah, um, she had that. picked me up and took me to um, I, I want to say it was like Paul Tripp or something. Um, some somebody was was speaking uh, some some conference. It was a and it was a church thing, but it was about parenting how to how to be a parent and yeah. she wanted to, to take me um well, and that's it a, was that's a dadly duty right there yeah it was it was it was a very dadly duty um and you know that's that's one thing i got to commend your mom for too because she has not only been your mom mm-hmm. your dad but since her sister my mom passed she's also kind of taken that role to fill in um as not not quite not quite mom but almost like big sister um, yeah, she's a she's, more present aunt. Yes, yeah. she is a lot more present than than most aunts, I would say. Um, and she's, you know, I I just I love to get a rise out of her because <laughs> because I do view her as my big sister kind yeah. of thing, and you know I love to mess with her. But I'm sure she I, love I, her. I hope I hope she just realizes that like how much I actually love her and look up to her and yeah. appreciate everything that she's done for me. But. Um, we'll move on from that cause I'm sure she's listening. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, she, she had taken me to this conference and I just remember, um, you know, writing down, taking notes mm-hmm. about a lot of the things that this speaker was, uh, saying about, you know, proper parenting, um, as far as, and one of the, one of the biggest things was, you know, they were talking about when your children do things that are wrong instead of just punishing them for it. Yeah. Um, what he had done with his kids was 
he would he would kneel down and get on their level and he would kind of like get like psychological with them and ask why did you do that to yeah. get to the root of the problem and figure out what it is that, how can we correct this right instead of just saying you know this is wrong and Don't that's that. Do that yeah you know it it caused them to you know be more aware of their mistakes and um to to work on it next time and think and, about it and it and it was a way for him to help him understand how he could coach and teach his children. I like that a lot. And that's, uh, cool. that's, that's one thing that really, really uh, stuck with me. Um, and I think that that's something that will shape the way that if, if I do have children, it will shape the way that I do parent them. Yeah. Um, obviously a lot of the, the motivation that you've given me and the, the things that you've taught me um, in the past, you know, six years yeah. have been, uh, have shaped me uh, as far as, you know, like we had just talked about with, you know, you only fail if you give up. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I have a friend, uh, Luke, that, you know, we call, he's one of the people that up, up north that we call dad. Yeah. Um, and... He he just had a kid. Yeah, he's a father. Uh, he was, now. Yeah, he's a he's a father and a dad. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had a lot of ideas of how I would raise my kids um, prior, and watching him as a dad mm -hmm. has been really eye opening because yeah. the way that he interacts with his son Ezra mm -hmm. is just it's it's inspiring, and That's it's awesome. like he he's a great dad. Like it's I I don't know how to explain it. Like you'd have to see it. Yeah, it's, no, totally. He's he's just very, very gentle, but he's very present mm -hmm. and very. Um, he's never aggressive. He's only assertive. Purposeful. Uh, uh, yes, purposeful. He's only assertive. Never, uh, never overbearing. And and you know he's a Ezra's a, a toddler, so it's yeah. um, that's part of the reason. But I think I think it's just the way that Luke is with him is yeah. just very. I think when you, especially when you make the decision to be a dad, um, because he got married, he's been in a relationship, they had a kid, like when you're purposeful like that, it changes how you approach things as being a dad and a father. And I think that it's really beneficial because kind of a switch mm -hmm. gets turned on. Yeah. And you're like, now I'm on, like I'm on duty. Right. And sometimes when you're kind of thrown into that, you don't have the choice or the know-how or the pre preparedness to turn that switch on. So you're just kind of like, I have a kid and I need to deal with it and I'm juggling life, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think the more purposeful you can be, the more advantageous it is for your kid. Right. And of course people like my mom, I was not a planned child and she found a way and, and the, the motivation and the know-how and the willingness to turn that switch on mm -hmm. and be very purposeful with how she parented me because she, she told me who she was before I was born 
and who she was after I was born was a very, very different person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, it, it's clear how purposeful she was. And I right. think that plays a role in playing that protective role, playing that, that dad role, playing that right. mom role. Because, like, I mean, both roles are very important. And I think it made a huge difference in my life, for right. sure. And obviously affected you and in, in, in your experience with my mom. Right. I think that's really cool. I think I think my you know I I gotta touch on my dad a little bit too. And yeah, that's... he's he's definitely um, expressed to me that you know when once he realized that I was coming into the world, mm-hmm. um, he he had to make that decision. Mm-hmm. You know that to turn that switch on, and he he. You know, similarly to how you were saying that your mom was a different person uh, prior to having you, um, my dad was has told me a few times, you know, um, about how he was partying and you know, in that whole scene, of, you know, because yeah. he was in his, his young twenties, yeah. he was a very young man. I think he was twenty two. I think he was twenty two. Sounds about when right. I was born, so he was a very young father. Um, well, I guess it's kind of average these days, but. Um, but you know, it was, it was in that you're, you're in your twenties. You want to go out and have fun. You want to live life, be wild and everything. And I think when my mom became pregnant, he was still kind of in that, um, he was at a party where he said that, um, there was a fight going on in the basement. And so, you know, these young 20 year old dudes are all like, Oh, let's go see the fight. You know, they go down there and I guess it was, uh, you know, some, some gang member uh, had turned around and looked at them all and said, is this what you want? And he pulls out a knife and he stabs the guy in front of him. And I think that was the moment when my dad said, I have to change. I'm going to have a kid. Yeah. And he started getting his affairs in order. He started, you know, he invested money uh, to put away for me so that I would have something when I was uh, older, uh, when I was an adult, so that I could go to college yeah. um, or you know, now it's it's sitting there uh, accumulating interest for a down payment on a house. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more blessed than a lot of people. And totally. I, I definitely recognize that. And it's because my, my father had turned that switch on. My dad had become, you know, instead of just being a father, he yeah. became dad at that moment. You know, it was turning that switch on and saying, I'm going to be... I need to get things in order. I'm going to take care of this kid. Yeah. You know. I'm going to be purposeful about it. Right. I think that's my first time hearing that story. So that's really, I I love hearing that. That's super amazing. I already knew Philip was like a great dad. Um, if you've, if you ever get the chance to meet Nick's dad, he's just a man's man. He's, he's the guy. He's, he's the dude. Goofball. He is a goofball. <laughs> total, total goofball. But he's he's a firefighter. He's a he's a dad. He's a hero. He's you, he's it you all. think about you think he loves to fish. Yep. <laughs> and he's he's like he has puns coming out of his ears. He's 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 definitely a dad. He is he's dad. Got puns coming out of his ears. What a great way to phrase that. I love that. <laughs> I hope people describe me that way when I'm when I'm a dad. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, like he'll let me just share one of them. Oh, please he, do! He, like he'll he'll say things like, you know, he'll 
he'll eat something that tastes really good and I'll yeah. go, mmm. It's like the Greek god of taste, Delicious. <laughs> you know, just just the most goofy, outlandish pun that just kind of Silly. you know, you have to laugh at, but at the same time you're a little like, Come on. you're just like slapping yourself in the face, the face palm, <laughs> like, oh my god, that was good, but I'm embarrassed. You yeah. know. Like don't ever use that in front of my friends. <laughs> But at the same time, please do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird for me to think about, like, you you when you know you want to have kids eventually, you. It's been a reoccurring thought to me, like, how are my kids gonna look at me? Like, how are they gonna view me? Like, what are what are they gonna think of me? And it's hearing those kinds of stories that I just love because it's like, oh, dude, that's exactly like I want my kids to describe me like that. Like, that's just. Yeah. And it's it's endearment. It is. It right. really is. It's it's I love my dad because he's a goofball. He's such a this or that. He's a great guy. He protected me. He taught me whatever it is. I, I, I think that's part of it. And I want to do a good job, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think Philip definitely is purposeful with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe not the puns, the puns might just be blowing out of his ears, but, but, but I, I think he does them on, I think he's <laughs> intentional about them too. <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to, you know, make my mom just walk away and shake her head and make my sister and I laugh. I mean that's part of it too is yeah. is the humor is is a great way to kind of cut the seriousness that comes with being um that dad role. Sometimes. I think I think the humor is a way that um and it's just one of the ways that yeah the that the role of dad um also brings in joy mm. to those around them. Totally. You know because regardless of how stupid a pun may be and how much you just cringe, there's still this level of joy that you get yeah. from hearing those puns as ridiculous as they are. It's like you, it's, it, it really warms your heart. It makes mm-hmm. you feel comfortable. It makes you feel, um, at home. Yeah, it, it really does. It makes you feel at home. And I, th- I think that's, that's really important. And that's something that like moms and dads do is mm-hmm. they do a good job. Well, they try to do a good job at creating a home. Because yes. like houses aren't homes, homes where the heart is and all that. Um, I know for me, I lived in like 13 different houses uh, <laughs> over the course of my life because my, my mom and my dad were separated. Um, well, they were never together. Um, and then I lived with my grandparents as well and my mom moved around a lot and I switched schools a lot and Mm -hmm. my dad moved a few times as well. So it's kind of interesting thinking and thinking about how people and parents, um, really do bring that home feeling Mm -hmm. and those like those puns, those home cooked meals, those Mm -hmm. every time you come over, I'll do your laundry if you're feeling <laughs> sick, come over and I'll take care of you. Like that thing, those things make places feel like home. Right. Um, and I think 
that's just one of the few things that it sticks with you. Like yeah. as, as a kid, you, you don't really notice it. And then as you grow older, you're like, wow, that really made me feel like I, I was at home, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of that, that homesick thing when you're a kid that you don't really realize, like, why am I feeling homesick? Like, why do I want to go home? Yeah. It's dad's puns. It's mom's yeah. meals. It's, it's all of that. Um, it's it's, that, it's that, that dynamic of feeling loved mm-hmm. and feeling there's like a safety you know, in it, totally. and you, you know that you can count on that. You you <laughs> yeah. can count on dad to be goofy, and mm. you know, if you're if you're kind of looking for a pick me up, like yeah, dad's there. Yeah, you know he's there to make that that stupid joke and, <laughs> and make you kind of cringe and laugh and just feel better. Breathe. Yeah. Breathe easier. Feel let your normal. shoulders relax. You know, yeah. that release that tension. Totally. And it's just, you know, and you you, you feel kind of sad. I, I mean, as an adult and living so far away from my parents, and, it, and it's really not that far compared to a lot of other people. Oh, but, yeah. But it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's far enough away that I get homesick often. I miss my parents a lot, and I think about that a lot. My parents are the top topic of a lot of conversations I have. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people... Because because they are the topic of a lot of conversations that I have, a lot of people know how much I endear and I love my parents. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had a I had a rough childhood, not because of them, um, you know, because of because of being bullied and be and losing my mom at such a uh, my biological mom at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and just dealing with psychological trauma, PTSD, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think I really realized until I was an adult, like how much that they had really helped me survive all of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all the hard times that I gave them growing mm-hmm. up. Like, it, like, you know, I think one day I woke up and it just like, it hit me. It was like I had an epiphany and I kind of wept and was just like, you know, I, sometimes I still apologize to them. I'm so sorry that I was so, yeah. and they're like, you know what? Like we love you and it's okay. It was and, worth it. And yeah. And that's, that's part of being dad and not, you know, and, and my mom, my stepmom is, is dad too, because yeah. she's, she's the, the one I was harder on because she was my stepmom, <laughs> you know? And, uh, it's just that she, she has taught me what to, be loved unconditionally felt like. And I think that that's one of the roles that is dad is to love unconditionally and to share that with other people. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, I, yeah, I think that's like, so it really is beautiful. And to really recognize that, like I gave you such a hard time and no matter what I did, you loved me unconditionally. Yeah. I think that's like got to be one of the top, top. And I, I don't even think I mentioned it. That's, that is like not only a dad quality, but that's like a parent quality. That's right. like something that like you only get from, from a parent. parent. Yeah. And it's really cool when a step parent steps up like that. Right. And like that was totally my stepmom too, Christine she just stepped up like as soon as 
Like she was in my life. She was picking me up from camp. She was dropping me off at school. She was bringing me lunches. She was like doing everything she could because she, she wanted to invest in me. She, she cared. And I think that it's so cool to hear like, and, and so much so that like, even when I came around, she was investing in me because I was present with you. Yes. I guess you well, know, she knew the value that I had right. on you, right? You know, and you know things like you guys got me that guitar, yeah. or you know she would a meal. Buy, she would buy me you know food after for when I was coming over after work, yeah, um, to to hang out with after you. a long day at yeah. Home Depot, <laughs> yeah. It was you know working your butt off. It was like I had it was like I had two aunts that lived yeah. in Santa Barbara area. You know, it was totally it was, it was really cool. Um, but yeah, sorry, go continue. No, yeah, I I agree and I think that it's really cool that we both had really great experiences with stepmoms because I feel like we're very fortunate. There's a lot of right. people that have step parents that they don't get along with, they don't ever accept them or right. vice versa, and it's really beautiful that we both have had people in our lives that care so much about us mm-hmm. and really do show that in so many different ways, like checking in on us, doing, doing just little things that you don't necessarily appreciate as, as a child or a young adult until after. And you're like, Oh my gosh, you did so much for me Mm -hmm. and you didn't have to. Right. Like at all. And I think, I think that not at, not, not even just as a parent, but that, but as a, you know, now that I'm a husband, mm-hmm. that's something too. That's, you know, it's, it's kind of helped me realize that love isn't just a feeling; it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's definitely a lot of choice involved in loving someone, and that's that's been a very great educational, uh, mo- uh, you know, educational moments, um, and topic for for me is to to realize that, you know, it's. Sometimes it's not easy. Um, you know, with my wife, it's very easy. <laughs> but, well, she's you know, great. Yeah, she's, she makes it very easy. Um, I'm sure I'm the one that makes it more difficult. <laughs> she probably has to choose more often than I do. <laughs> but, yeah, that, you know, it's, it's, it is, it helps you, that, that good parenting and that unconditional love helps you not only be a good parent in the future, but also to be a good spouse or partner or friend and or vice versa. Right. Learning to be a good spouse and partner and friend really teach you like what it means to be willing to make that choice. Right. That purposefulness that we're talking about a lot. And I think that's really, really cool. I, I had a hard time learning that with a previous girlfriend where she just was so good about making sure I knew that she cared and loved uh, on me Mm -hmm. and that I was important um, despite like what I was going through. And I didn't even realize that because to me, in my head, it was so obvious that I was, was loving on her. I, I loved her. I cared about her. I cared about what was going on, but I wasn't doing a good job of showing that to her mm. and being a good partner. Mm. And 
that led to a lot of uh, problems to progress. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge learning for, moment for me as like, well, as a future partner and spouse to somebody and a co-parent, I need to be purposeful with that stuff. It's not just like all about the kid. It's about the partnership because live, growing up as, as a kid of uh, two parents that weren't together, it made a huge deal that they weren't together. Right. It totally affected my life in negative and positive ways uh, because I learned from people's mistakes. Right. To live vicariously through others. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, it's cool that you brought that up because I wouldn't have even verbalized that. Yeah. I I think, too, um, even even without having parents that are not together, like parent, having parents that are together, mm-hmm. um, you kind of you kind of still learn from mistakes. Like we all have things that, you know, the parent that we admire, like up and down, like they're, you know, they're totally like, there's things that you would do differently with your kids that your parents did with you. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's important and it's not, it's nothing negative against your parents. It's just, that's how we evolve. That's how we learn and we change and generationally. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's how we become better. You know, um, each generation should should learn from the past generations. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think people tend to forget that, you know, that. Well, it's the, it is, again, it's the purposefulness. Right. It's being, it's having intent with right. your actions, you know. Like, yeah, you could learn from your mistakes, but are you going to take action upon that? Are you going right. to make that correction? Or are you just going to notice it and then right. forget about it? Because there's, you know, there's things that my, my grandfather did that I, I know for sure my dad took a look at and said, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, and, you know, there's, there's only a handful of things that I've taken a look at my, my, you know, my dad and said, you know, I would probably do this differently. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, there's really anything that I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not going to do that with my kids. Yeah. You know, it's... I think overall he did a he did a really good job. You know? Well, it's obvious that he was very purposeful. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, that hits one of my points. Uh, your dad. Um, I know for me, and maybe you can speak on this too. My friends' fathers and dads, um, father figures, were directly impactful to my life because mm-hmm. I was always looking for more um, more information on what it meant to be a dad right because I I wanted I wanted to know what was normal or what what um, I needed to be purposeful on as I got older and also just like I, whenever I went to a friend's house I was like what is your experience versus my experience? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is it, did that, did that come into play for you? Did you see how, uh, your friend's parents had negative or positive interactions and. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I think, I think also it helped me, helped give me some perspective seeing, uh, the dynamic that some of my friends had with their, um, dads or fathers Mm -hmm. and just, helps me to be more grateful of how, of the dynamic that I had with mine. Totally. Um, 
you know, and it's, it's definitely, there's, there's some people that, um, even as a, as an adult, like having friends, you know, when I was up in the central Valley area and I didn't really have, um, I was in between living area, living situations. And, you know, one of, one of my friends, um, his, his family had taken me in and and rented out a room, his old room to me when he went to college. And actually they ended up being our pre-marital mentors kind of, you know, we went through, uh, my wife and I got coaching from them just because of how great of parents they are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the way that this man, um, interacts with not just his own children, but everybody around him mm-hmm. was just so inspiring that I, I said that, you know, that's, I want to learn from, this. I want to learn from that, that man. And, yeah. you know, that's another, you know, that's a dad right there. You know, that's someone that I look up to. That is someone that I admire and I admonish, you know, it's just, that makes a really good point. And I want you to talk about it more, but it's really interesting to think about. Not only do you need to, as a, as a father, think about, and dad, you need to think about how am I interacting with my, my child, but how are my children seeing me interact with others? Right. Like, right. are you setting that example? Yeah. I think that's cool that you saw that and you sought it out and were like, right. I, I want the, I want to make sure that I'm right. doing my due diligence, that I'm learning from this guy. Right. And they're, they're these, these people, uh, Alistair and Sylvia Robertson's mm-hmm. their, their names. They're, um, I don't think I, I could ever think of anybody that would meet them and just not immediately love them mm-hmm. because or or vice versa. They're they're just so full of love and they they give out so much mm-hmm. um and I want to say so much more than people give yeah. give back um that it's just it it's you can't help but want to be like that. Yeah. You know, you can't help but but look at that and and say that that's the that's the goal, you Inspired. know. That's Yeah, it's it's super inspirational, you know, and um, they, they are like, they are, I haven't spoken to them in a, in a while. And, and part of it is, you know, life gets busy and, but I, I consider them family yeah. because of how, and, and they've said the same, same to me. And that's good. You know, it was a, it was a great, great experience, um, learning from them. Um, and you know, when I lived with them and I saw their interaction with each other and yeah. with others, um, with their marriage and, um, you know, with their children and everything. I, I looked at Cassie, my wife, or, you know, my fiance at the time. And I said, I want them to, to be our mentors. And she immediately, you know, she, she agreed. And I, I, I want to say, I want to say that she had the idea like separately as well. You Mm -hmm. know, it was, it was one of those things where it was like, well, 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 yeah, duh. Like that's (laughs) the goal. You know, (laughs) No, that's great. I love that. Well, uh, I would love to uh, talk to them, and yeah. maybe we can we can figure something about, out about that, and maybe it'll it'll probably um, it'll probably be have to be after you know pandemic. Well, I mean, even over Zoom, like I could yeah. have them on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we could probably I I, I can talk to them down see. the line. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. But it sounds like they're really good people to talk oh, talk absolutely. about absolutely. this kind of stuff with. Um. 
So just, I, I wanted to definitely talk about this as, um, and very, very specifically is like how you've played that role. And I know we touched on it as, as my dad. Um, and I just want to kind of thank you for, I know that I recognized that you were definitely going to be a role model in my life at an early age. And then when my mom kind of shared that with you, you made that intentional um, decision to make sure, especially when we were around each other, that you were going to like play a role in mentoring me in, in kind of trying to set a good example um, teaching, teaching me at your shows how to, how to mosh <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, slam dance and all that kicking invisible ninjas, ninjas and all that. <laughs> um, but I, I really do want to make sure I thank you, um, specifically for, for all that you've done in my life because, um, I know, I know, you know, that I, I appreciate it, but I mm-hmm. want to be very specific and thank you for everything you've done and for being my friend, being my cousin, being my brother and being my dad. Yeah, man. I, I, I gotta say, um, I don't know if you realize, but you, and you probably don't, but you've, you've given me just as much, um, you know, you've, you've shown me how to be a better person and and part of it is because of that you know Mm -hmm. you looking up to me it kind of forces you to step uh, up step up and be a better person and you know that's one thing that I admire about my wife as well is you know she made me want to be a better person and that's one thing I also want to touch on is yeah is you know um the, the dynamic that I have with my wife and one of the reasons that it is so easy is you know in the past um, I was so guarded against other people trying to protect myself from other people. Mm-hmm. And when I knew that I wanted to marry Cassie was the moment that I realized that I wanted to protect her from myself. And that is, I feel like one dadly duty yeah. is to protect your, you know, those around you. Um, even, you know, if, if you're a father, yeah. dad, you know, yeah. <laughs> a father, dad. like, like, a, like an actual dad, yeah, you know, yeah. um, you have a child. Yeah. It's, you know, you're protecting your, your child from yourself. And that, that's one thing too, that my dad showed me and, uh, is, you know, he prior to me being in the picture, he had a lot of anger issues or was, mm-hmm. you know, um, all over the place and wild and, and he sought out and made that conscious decision like we talked about. Yeah. And it was not just to protect me from the world and to step up and take that responsi- responsible role. Yeah. But it was also to protect me from his, you know, tendencies. Baggage. Yes. And and I think that that's one thing that's important to, to put out there. Not just as, you know, as a, a dad that's a parent, but mm-hmm. as a dad that's a husband or a boyfriend or a mother or a dad that's, you know, yeah. uh, a, a wife or a spouse or, or whoever, yeah, well, or I a think, friend, you know, I think you, you kind of phrased it really well there when you were talking about, um, you, you want to make sure that the people around you 
are making you want to be a better person. Those are right. the people that you want to surround yourself with. And I think those people in part, and like, if you think about it, those people are your dad. Like, yeah. like those people play that role and they, they keep you in check. They make mm-hmm. sure that like, Hey, like you're doing this wrong, dude. Yeah. Like, let, like, let, let's, let's not beat around the bush. Like, right. I'm going to be real with you. And I think that's something that like, obviously I think our personalities definitely attract is we attract people that are very straightforward right? and are like, you're doing, you're doing it wrong. Or, Hey, like, or even like encouraging good behavior, you know? Right. And I think that's another role is like, dude, thanks for being my dad. You did this for me or you did this for that person. And I saw and like, good on you. You're my dad. Right. And I think that's, and it's the, the leading by example, it's the playing that protector role that, 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 um, just those dadly duties that people recognize and be like, good job. You're my dad. Um, that's, that's all I have to say. I, I think we, we talked about everything I want to talk about and more. I think you brought a lot to this podcast and I am so thankful that you came down that you were the first person on the podcast you're the you're the only person I would want to be the first person on the podcast and I had several people coming up to me and being like dude let's podcast I want to be on it I want to talk and I was like get in line get in line <laughs> everyone's behind Nick I, um, I and I even you, I even for a brief second of of non-clarity I was like maybe I'll just record with somebody and not publish it till after Nick and I was like no no <laughs> I don't even want to like go through the process of podcasting without Nick being the person I do it with like mm. Nick has to be the first person and I really well, appreciate I'm that I'm honored man I I'm really it, it was it meant a lot that you reached out and asked me to be the first first guest yeah you know um regardless of you know whether it was a podcast or or anything else it was it was just you know i'm all, i'm always honored when you <laughs> yeah i you're not to get all emotional <laughs> and, and too real for everybody yeah. but you you are, you really are like you're my best friend man yeah. you're you're my you're my brother you're you're my brother cousin brother cousin you're my brother cousin <laughs> um well you're my brother cousin and my dad father <laughs> You're my dad, dad, dad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good one. I, I feel like there's probably some more stuff to talk about. Maybe maybe you know a another, another time. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be awesome. No, definitely. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll definitely be a, a frequent uh, on this podcast. And if you ever have anything specific that you want to kind of dive into, and we can do because I definitely want to do more podcasts about specific stuff and kind of talk about it and use it as a teaching moment right um and i think you have a lot to offer i think i think too i've i've been toying with the idea for a long time about starting my own podcast and you should listening listening to you and your intro and you know it's kind of been like well yeah i feel the same way there's something there that's not even really there that's holding me back so what is it you know and so i think it's it's probably time to start figuring out what my podcast is going to be about. And, Dude, yeah. And maybe I'll have you on then. Definitely. That'd yeah, be awesome. So. Well, um, thanks everybody for stopping by. And uh, thanks for being my dad. Let's see you guys later. <laughs>